As they have grown in power, tech companies such as Apple and Fitbit have also sought to conquer a small strip of real estate on your wrist, the watch. The global watchmaking industry has certainly seen its fortunes change since the introduction of the smartphone and as demand for fitness trackers and smartwatches grow. However, watches have not totally disappeared. Higher-end Swiss-made watches have thrived in recent years, serving customers eager for beautifully made timepieces that exemplify traditional analog craftsmanship in a highly digitized era. Other legacy watchmakers have had to adapt and give customers a new reason to keep timepieces on their wrists. And one company that has especially suffered is Fossil. Fossil was once a high-flying brand. As recently as 2014, it had $3.5 billion in annual sales. Shares hit a high of $139.20 on April 5, 2012. The company's worldwide net sales fell 27% from 2019's $2.2 billion to $1.6 billion in 2020, and shares have crashed to around $12 as of May 24, 2021. It closed a net 30 stores in 2020 and said it expects to shrink its store count by another 65 to 75 total in 2021. In addition to its own brand, Fossil Group also owns the Michelle, Misfit, Relic, Skagen, and Zodiac names. And it makes watches for a number of companies, Armani Exchange, BMW, Skechers, Diesel, DKNY, Emporio Armani, Kate Spade New York, Michael Kors, Puma, and Tory Burch. The company has been licking its wounds and repositioning itself in a tumultuous time when smartwatches are taking over the segment of the market brands like Fossil once owned. I'm not saying it's going to disappear, but it's a tough sell these days, you know, especially in that smartwatch price band. It's, you're really fighting upstream there. Fossil has brought its own smartwatches to market, initiated a multi-year turnaround plan, grown its e-commerce business, and focused on growing markets in China and India. But will that be enough? One of the things that distinguishes watches is how they work. Two of the major categories are quartz watches and mechanical watches. For a long time, all watches and clocks were mechanical. Mechanical watches use gears and springs to keep pace with time. Then, in 1969, Japanese makers, such as Seiko, began introducing quartz-based watches. These watches are electronic and typically battery-powered. The battery sends electricity to a quartz crystal, which vibrates at a very steady frequency. World standard of accuracy. And that frequency is used to measure time. Quartz made watches a lot cheaper, a lot more available, and a lot more accurate than mechanical watches. The years that followed are sometimes called the quartz crisis or quartz revolution. The 1980s saw the rise of the fashion watch, perhaps best exemplified by the Swatch brand, which made low-priced, quartz-based watches that often came with eye-catching designs and bright colors. Throughout the 80s, the Swatch craze grew and grew, and you saw these plastic $40 or less quartz fashion watches, but there was a collectability to it, and a lot of them were started trading at $1,000, $5,000, $20,000. It was crazy. It was in this environment that Fossil was founded in 1984 by Tom Kartsotis, a Greek-American businessman. The business began by selling inexpensive watches made in Asia. The company was named after a nickname Tom Kartsotis and his brother had had for their father. As the fashion watch craze continued, Fossil watches developed their own cult following. 
I remember in the late 80s, early 90s, there was really um, a collectability around fossil. You had collector groups, you had people that collected the tins that they came in. Um, in fact, if you go to fossil headquarters in Dallas, there's a whole wall of these tins that people have collected over the years and breakfast clubs that, that got together and talked fossil. The company is based in Richardson, Texas, and in December 2019, employed a total of 10,200 workers. In 2020, Fossil made cuts to its workforce, and as of January 2021, employed about 7,500 people, including approximately 5,300 employed by foreign subsidiaries. Cartsotis left the company as its chairman in 2010, when he left to found Shinola Detroit, a company with somewhat similar products that advertised itself as a Made in America brand. Cartsotis's brother Costa, who had joined the company in 1988, took over the role of chairman. In the last several years, watches have consistently comprised about 80% of fossil total sales. As of 2021, its watch business can be divided into traditional watches, smart watches, and hybrids, which are watches that look analog but carry smartwatch features. Fossil also makes and sells accessories, such as jewelry, handbags, small leather goods, and belts for both their own brands and licensed brands. These have accounted for anywhere from about 16% to nearly 20% of annual sales since 2017. There is also a tiny licensed eyewear business, which accounted for approximately a half a percent of sales in fiscal year 2020. Fossil sells its products across 140 countries through 23 company-owned sales subsidiaries and through a network of approximately 75 independent dealers. In addition to its headquarters in Texas, the company has offices in Hong Kong and Switzerland. Most of its watches are made in Asia and sourced through a Hong Kong subsidiary. In fiscal year 2020, about 43% of Fossil's global watch production was assembled or sourced through wholly or majority-owned factories, down slightly from 47% the previous year. Sales fell more than 27% in fiscal year 2020 compared with 2019 and nearly 13% in that year compared with 2018. The company had a net loss of $96.1 million in 2020 and $52 million in 2019, compared with just $3.5 million in 2018. Fossil said in its 2019 10K that changing consumer interests and shopping patterns have led to a challenging environment. Watch wholesales to retailers have been soft in both the US and Europe as consumers increasingly prefer connected watches. Fossil Group sells a mid-priced watch, which puts it in a crowded market and one that is struggling with the growth of smartwatches. Apple makes more watches than every other brand combined. That smartwatch purchase certainly does cannibalize that, that fashion watch purchase. So if you're a consumer standing in a, in a busy department store watch department, it's almost like being in a casino where there's sensory overload, there's, there's shiny little objects everywhere, and those fashion watches are competing for those smartwatch dollars, and, and they're just not winning the fight. To be sure, smartwatches and other connected devices that can keep time are a potential threat to all watchmakers. But luxury watchmakers have fared pretty well by serving a different kind of demand for something that represents heritage, analog technology, and old-school craftsmanship. Upscale mechanical devices appeal to customers perhaps because they are not high-tech products. With a mechanical watch, that's a generally hand-assembled, living, breathing mechanical watch that's powered by its wearer. So with proper service by a watchmaker, that watch can last for generations. So that becomes a, a companion of yours that you wear on your wrist throughout your 
life's trials and tribulations and, and, and it becomes part of your story. So I think more and more consumers are becoming aware, whether it's through social media or better messaging from the brands, um, collector groups that, you know, gee, uh, rather than a fashion watch, which is kind of disposable, maybe I should invest in a mechanical watch a whole ecosystem of enthusiasts, collectors, publications, and dealers have coalesced around luxury watches. There's a strong secondary market, and even old ones can sell for remarkably high prices. Watches are one of those product categories that doubles as a hobby. There's dedicated communities around it. I really have to give websites like Hodenki a shout out here because it has really built uh, a loyal following, built its own community, and it has really great educational and entertaining content for both novices and experts. It isn't a perfect benchmark, but one indicator of the overall health of the watch market is the health of exports from Switzerland. In 2019, Swiss wristwatch exports reached a historic low of 20 million units, a 13% decline from 2018 and below the depths seen during the financial crisis that began in 2009. It is also worth pointing out that the Apple Watch alone outsold the entire Swiss watch industry in 2019 with 30.7 million units. However, the value of Swiss wristwatch exports increased to 20.5 billion francs, about a 3% increase over 2018. That increase was almost entirely due to the growth of high-cost, mechanical, precious metal, or bimetal watches priced at over 3,000 francs. Everything else declined especially steel watches and quartz-based timepieces. Of course, 2020 was a different story, attributed almost entirely to the coronavirus pandemic. Wristwatch exports were valued at 16.1 billion francs, a decline of 21.4% compared with 2019. The number of wristwatches sold fell 33% to 13.8 million units. About a half century since the quartz crisis decimated the Swiss watch industry, High-end mechanical watches are thriving. The quartz watches that once threatened them with extinction are the ones that are now struggling, faced with their own high-tech challenger. And getting a piece of the smartwatch market is tough. When you think of the smartwatch, you also think of its integration with your phone and your computers. The consumers tend to trust a technology company in that sense. So you're gonna go to Apple because you've got the iPhone, you know, you're, Apple file, Apple user, same with Samsung. It's gonna integrate with your Galaxy phone. In addition to tech, there are ongoing troubles facing shopping malls. As of January, 2021, Fossil's international company-owned store count numbered 152 retail locations and 121 outlet stores. Brick and mortar shopping makes up a considerable share of Fossil's sales. Fossil did not respond to a request for comment. So what is Fossil doing to turn its business around? The company has a four-point plan underway. The first is to boost what it calls innovation and storytelling, basically develop new products and market them. There is also, from a design perspective, a lack of newness kind of in the watch category. It is an investment to come up with, you know, new cases, new styles, and I'm sure until they see that demand, they're not gonna make that investment. In addition to the, you know, headwinds of the smartwatch. Second is stepping up its digital business, as customers increasingly shop for goods online. Third, it is focusing on growing markets in India and China. And fourth, it is tightening its supply chain, lowering costs, and improving its overall competitiveness. 
Fossil began its New World Fossil Initiative in 2016, a multi-year restructuring plan meant to free up funds for investments in digital marketing and new products. The company finished the first stage of the plan in the third quarter of fiscal year 2019 and delivered $200 million of run-rate cost savings over a three-year period. The company is now in the second stage, which it calls New World Fossil 2.0. It involves reducing costs and focusing on key growing markets, particularly in Asia, and new products, especially its connected watches. The company said in May of 2021 that the plan generated $50 million in expense savings in 2019, $175 million in 2020, and $53 million in the first quarter of 2021. In a presentation in September 2020, Fossil said it believes its total addressable market will grow from $145 billion in 2019 to $185 billion by 2023. That is for everything, watches, leather, and jewelry. But will it be enough? Can a fashion brand make it in this era where the watches that are selling are high-end timepieces or computers? There are some successful direct-to-consumer brands that might show the way, such as Olivia Burton and MVMT, or Movement, which was bought by the Movado Group in 2018. MVMT, or Movement, is a great example. It started as a direct-to-consumer brand and built a following online through Instagram, in addition to having a great assortment at a good price point. And now under Movado, it, it's really succeeded in men's and women's and been more accessible at mass market. There are also some well-known legacy brands that have managed to generate some interest and buzz among mechanical watch lovers and enthusiasts. One such company is Timex, which sells a lot of lower-priced quartz watches at retail, much the same way Fossil does. And then there's the Timex that's doing really cool stuff that, that's bringing lifelong lovers like me back to the brand. So. In 2017, Timex came out with their first mechanical hand-wound watch since 1982. And many of us were just dumbfounded. For $199, we got this hand-wound mechanical reissue of the, of the classic Marlin watch. It is just a sliver of Timex's business, but it is making the brand intriguing to collectors who care about watches. Like Timex, Fossil does have a recognizable name that, in its way, does resonate with consumers. Fossil is a heritage brand. It might not be at that luxury level, of course, of a, a Rolex, but it is a storied brand and consumers perceive it as good quality timepieces. Three out of the five top watch brands in sales are exclusively smartwatch makers, Apple, Samsung, and Fitbit. But smartwatches, Brock says, can be a kind of gateway drug to the world of watches, which can benefit companies that make a compelling product. Most smartwatch wearers report that owning a smartwatch now will not prevent me from buying either now or in the future traditional watch. Fossil's plan is to revamp its business enough to survive. The question remains if it can reverse its declines and lure buyers away from gleaming new products made by Apple, Samsung, and other massive tech firms.